The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. One step away, forward in motion, nowhere I've been, nowhere I'm going, voices rise up, a beautiful sound, there's more than enough music to go around, everyone step in line with me, put your hands up, get on your feet, to another episode of Voices of Unity. I'm Reverend Skip Jennings. I'm Chad Bradford. Aloha, I'm Faith Rivera, and we are so happy to be back with all of you. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome. This is the show that we always promise to be honest with you, and we share from the insights of our own lives, and we say everything is spiritual here, so you never know what we're going to talk about, but I know it's going to be good. Yes, indeed. Chad, my brother, you got the little sniffles. What's going on with you? <laughs> Well, yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling the little sniffles. They feel like big sniffles on this end. But um, <laughs> yes, my my whole family and I uh, have uh, come down with COVID this week. Um, uh, it, you know, we felt you feel like you take all the precautions, do all the things we've been, uh, you know, doing all the things that you're supposed to do for the last two plus years. But um, this this new variant is highly highly contagious and it was able to zap through our vaccines and um <laughs> and uh we we were taking a two-day journey from arkansas to rochester new york um and usually i take that in about you know a little over a day but it turned into four days because we kept having to stop and stop mm. and there was one point the baby we before we realized uh we had covid her fever got so high we didn't know what to do we pulled over at a gas station in northern kentucky that had a beer cave <laughs> and opened the door and i was just holding her inside the fridge in this beer cave just trying just praying that her her temperature would come down and um so we had a few scary moments but and we were just we just felt rudderless just didn't know quite what to do but um but we're here we're in new york now and we are we're very happy to uh, we've got a nice little place we're staying and quarantining, um, but it was it was a perilous journey there for a few days. Well, you know, we always uh, when you drop that into our text little text feed that we have, and I right away went into prayer, knowing oh that God. whatever this experience that we are experiencing, it is an opportunity to pray. And um, so we're blessing you and your family, and we're holding yeah. the hearts. Thank you. And Thank you. Faith, you dropped in some really beautiful words of encouragement for the family. Yes. Well, you know, my family got it last August, and it was truly a spiritual experience. Mm. Um, it's amazing when things like that happen. And I mentioned earlier, there was some fear because, I mean, a, a lot of fear because it was early on in the pandemic. My yes. son has asthma. You know, he started to cry and I really had to dig down deep and say what I really believe, which is uh, 
yes, we might be sick. We were driving to the doctor to see if we were, we were you know, we were tested positive because we were negative the day before. And then I told my son, my daughter, I said, no matter what these tests say, we are okay. There's well-being yeah. happening through us. You know what I mean? I went, in, I went into what, you know, Skip says, is our prayer and our intentions. And so it was a really prayer. rich, yeah, it was a rich experience. And uh, it, it makes it really simple when you're in those moments, how simple it is to be like, I want to feel better, period. And you're just going to follow that. In. It makes, it gives you clarity, right? Jan? Yeah. So, yes. Um, so happy yes. to hear you guys are doing, you know, as good as you, you can be in a beautiful space. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not superstitious, but I'm going to knock on wood because I have not come down with it. In You're just the a last little stitious. Yes. A, a, little, a little stitious, a little stitious. <laughs> you know, I feel like, um, and I've been walking with this attitude, I do not have to come down with COVID because my mama had it or my brother had it or whatever. And I've been really walking. And then when I moved from California to Florida, everyone had, had it around me. I'm going, I am not going to get this. Yeah. And it's just been one of those things, science of mind. We've been using it. We've been tapping into it. But I believe prayer, meditation, drinking lots of water. And I was still masking up when a lot of people took their masks off, too. So, you know, so I'm, I'm just grateful, 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 grateful. You're doing all the right yes. things. Okay, birthday boy. Yeah. Tell oh. how, how it's been since last week. Yes. Before I bring on our guest. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna be really honest with you. It was Tell I us. had ups and downs. I had ups yes. and downs, ups yes. and downs. It was we're very reflective of this time going around the sun again and just being really present with who I am at 58 and understanding that, you know, I'm I'm blessed. But you know, um, I broke up with the guy. <laughs> I broke up okay. with the fella, and it, it was it was heartbreaking. And mm. well, I'm saying that in as a linguistic convenience because my heart wasn't breaking. My heart was opening up, and yeah, this yeah, was a lesson of self love because yeah. the last you know few months I had found myself completely immersed and obsessed with this person, and I had forgotten my own spiritual practice of self love. And I was denying myself self-love. And when there was another excuse, I was I was giving him permission to treat me in that way. So it was ups and downs, but it was really a beautiful birthday with all the Facebook wishes and um, Instagram and Twitter came through. I was just blown away. And my community, Center for Spiritual Living here in Fort Lauderdale, they just overwhelmed me with flowers. It was beautiful. So thank you for asking, but I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> We're always thankful for I those know. things in our lives afterwards, right? <laughs> you know, before we bring our guests on, I got to ask you also, because it's very important. I, I need to know this. On your birthday wishes on Facebook, do you acknowledge everyone like a heart or a thank you? I, I hear that, you know, I've gone back and forth year to year. So yeah. there's some years I'm like, I'm going to send a personal message to every uh -huh. single person. Uh -huh. And then there's years I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to heart y'all. I'm going to heart y'all. Yeah. I'm going to say thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. But it's yeah, it, it, because it, it almost I, I think it depends on, you know, your psychology, but like going into all of the back and forth thinking and this and that sometimes can it's it's an emotional labor of its own it when uh, when you're trying to attend to so many other different things. Yeah, yeah. Faith, what about you? Your birthday, you you heart a lot of people too. 
Oh, I do. Um, yeah, I'll heart them. What, sometimes, like Chad, I'll try to respond to whatever, all the hundreds, you know, <laughs> one by one. But what I've found is just, you know, a one general post for everyone, you know, just <laughs> it works. But it just it feels so good, obviously, to get that yes. love in that I, way. So that's what I one had of the, over know, a thousand birthday wishes. My best friend, Bill, who listens to the podcast, a friend of the podcast, he goes, well, you just need to recognize how much you are loved in this world. And yeah. when he put that in perspective, it was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So I went back and I hearted at least everyone. And then if there was a special birthday, thank you, I would send them a thank yes. you. So, so. <laughs> well, I, I yes. hope you continue the celebration in the way you want to, you know, because the last yeah. show, that's why the last show was so juicy is because you shared the full spectrum of what a birthday can feel like, right. you know, yeah. from reflective to happy to sucky to <laughs> spiritual. Wait, 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 Faith, so we, before what? we go down that, that route, I think we I'm need to bring our guests to... in. I think yes, we need I to the sucky. We need to bring our guests in. Come on. <laughs> on that word, I said yes. sucky to spiritual. So spiritual be, will be a bridge. That's voices yes. of unity. We go from sucky to spiritual yes. and it's all yes. spiritual. Yes. Okay, everyone, we are just so excited to, to have this guest with us here. Um, he is a spiritual theologian and activist and what I want to call a rock star in evolving understanding of spirituality. It's Matthew Fox, PhD. He has this new book. I know you can't see it, but I'm going to wave it anyway, called <laughs> Essential Writings on Creation Spirituality. He was expelled from the Dominican Order of the Catholic Church after the third 34 years because of quote unquote, you can't see my air quotes, a mistake um, in, in, wait, because of a mistake in what he created, it was called the creation spirituality, which decries original sin, which is, that's what I learned growing up Catholic. And instead mm -hmm. that we, everyone born is a blessing and all of creation being is an original original blessing that we are blessing not you know not from sin not a mistake so creation spirituality blends teachings from the christian mystics with science the arts social justice environmentalism and ideas from other spiritual traditions worldwide um, including the indigenous Oh my God, you are so voices of unity. So uh, Fox became an Episcopal priest uh, the year following his, you know, this being kicked out. But I would say from there, um, Matthew Fox says, there's no uh, corner of life that I think he hasn't been in or explored um, because his view to me of God and source and this thing we call spirituality is just limitless. So with That's that- real deal. Yeah, we are honored yes. to welcome you in, Matthew Fox. Thank Brother. you, Matthew. Ooh, here's our applause. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Faith and Chad and Skip. Yes. I, I feel like I've been listening in on a very private, uh, yeah, <laughs> all kinds of secrets. But, uh, I'm, you have my concern, Chad, for you and your family for COVID. Oh. I do oh, thank remember you. others who've plowed their way through it recently so you're not alone mm -hmm. and um happy 58th birthday to you skip <laughs> thank you. yes thank you so <laughs> much mixed the news was yeah this is absolutely one of my i think my greatest moments as a podcaster to have you on because it, you were required reading when i was in ministerial school at agape international spiritual center um, michael b beckwith school of ministry 
And, you know, we studied The Coming of the Cosmic Christ, and it became one of my favorite, favorite books. And I love how you, in this book, you talk about the 21 running uh, uh, characteristics of a mystic, and it changed my life. And um, as a mystic yourself, what do you think this experience of COVID is all about? Well, um, I think that... Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's the question that no one's ever asked me before. <laughs> Welcome. Here we go. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> well, I think whenever we, we run into bumps, and it's not just COVID, it's the Ukraine war, and it's climate change, and it's uh, the melting of democracy uh, uh, right in front of us. Mm -hmm. And um, as January 6th was. So there's a lot going on. There's pretty... Um, able to shake us up. I, I talk about, you know, the mystics talk about the dark night of the soul. And I think we're in our, our collective dark night. I call it the dark night of our species because it's not clear that we're going to survive as a species. I mean, science is telling us we have seven years left to change our ways or climate change is really going to overtake us. And we'll go the way of our other cousins, the Neanderthal and Denerzins and all the others who were here for a while and disappeared. So I think, and there's so much trivia, there's so much distraction in our lives. So I think this is why the dark night happens. There's a wonderful teaching from Hafiz, the Sufi mystic. He says, mm -hmm. sometimes God wants to do us a great favor, turn us upside down and shake all the nonsense out. But most <laughs> everyone I know, he says, when they hear God is in such a playful, drunken mood, quickly packs her bag and hightails it out of town. So that to me is the, the dark night of the soul with humor mm -hmm. in it. Uh, that, yeah, that's what's happening. We as a species are being turned upside down mm -hmm. and uh, to shake all the nonsense out. And will we get the message or will we, uh, you know, uh, go into denial and uh, hunker down in our previous ways of, uh, of uh, abusing Mother Earth and so much that goes with that. So... That's how I see it. And of course, COVID itself is related to climate change because the, the bats that bit the buyers in, in that Chinese city or what have you, I mean, all kinds of animals are being told to move over because we humans are taking over. And mm -hmm. this happened with AIDS. You know, AIDS came from monkeys in South Africa because humans are, are what should I say, encroaching on monkey territory as we are in everyone's territory, mm -hmm. including the oceans. Mm -hmm. So I, it's related, our relationship to Mother Earth and, and COVID, and there are going to be more COVIDs. There are going to be more, uh, um, you know, um, plagues like this. And so we have to get smarter and, uh, and get a little less narcissistic, as Pope Francis says. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not the only ones on Earth. And the truth is, we're, we're, we're forcing a lot, lot of others into extinction at this time in mm -hmm. history. So, hey, let's, let's get smarter. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, Fall more in love with, with, with creation and mm -hmm. uh, a little less in love with ourself mm -hmm. as a species. I'm not saying individuals don't have to love themselves. Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. But I mean, as a species, we've, we've been on a, on a binge for hundreds mm -hmm. of years. And uh, it's, it's going to come back and bite us. This is what the mystics tell us. Hildegard of Bingen said, you know, we belong to a web of creation. 
Right. And, and uh, but if we humans, out of greed or injustice, we break that web, God will allow creation to punish humanity. So he's not mm -hmm. saying that God's going to punish us, but creation is going to bite us and tell us to move mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in that time. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love the way that you're able to um, kind of diagnose where we are in, in such a succinct and powerful way. Uh, I, f I feel as if when we look in news media and look outside, it's, it just seems like um, chaos and conflicting views uh, on how we should go forward. Um, but the one thing I admire about your work and, and, and your answer here today is that, um, you know, in order to move forward, we have to see things in a clear-eyed manner. We have to have ourselves kind of shaken upside down a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and you've written about social justice quite a book. Your, your book mentions Meister Eckhart and the linkage between compassion and justice. And I wonder if you could just talk just a little bit about um, how those two things go together. You know, we look out in the world and sometimes we see people saying that, that anger is kind of the only response to this. Um, uh, but, but I wonder how you see from your point of view, how we can, as you say, um, you know, mend that web of creation. Yeah, well, Eckhart says very bluntly, um, and he has some brilliant writings about compassion, but he says compassion means justice. So that really is the Jewish, the biblical tradition that um, because there's a tendency to separate the two and turn compassion into pity um, or something sentimental. But uh, Eckhart brings it back to a, 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 um, a biblical perspective that compassion means justice. And so creating structures that allow uh, justice to flow and thereby joy and, um, and uh, peace and all the rest um that's that's the long range <laughs> uh, goal if you will for putting compassion into action and you know part of the turnover and the upheaval we're in today i think is that someone was just saying the other day when i was teaching a class and she said you know um we're living this time where all the wounds are coming out. Think about the stories of the indigenous children in Canada and in America, the abuse of indigenous children in schools, some religious schools, some government schools, doesn't matter if they were abused equally, apparently. And, and you know, the pain, of course, that indigenous people have carried for, for so many years and trauma. And of course, the same is true of slavery and and uh, the black experience and all this is, is coming up at once, but in a way that, that may be a good thing. Um, you know, Howard Thurman, one of my favorite theologians says that um, yes. we, and he uses this phrase often, we, we get stripped to the literal uh, sense of ourselves before God, become stripped to the literal sense of ourselves before God, the literal. You know, that's again, the via negativa, it strips us down. And um, all the mystics say the Via Negativa isn't a fun place to be, but it's a good place to be because we learn things there that we don't learn in the dark, in the light. Mm -hmm. We learn things like compassion toward ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we learn wisdom, not just knowledge. And, uh, and then, of course, we learn compassion toward others. So mm -hmm. um, 
it's a school we're in right now. I think we should see it as a school. And, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes as a culture and as a species and all the rest. But we it's not about dwelling on those forever, but it is about pulling ourselves out of denial and recognizing, hey, we are agents empowered to do something about climate change, for example, to do something about, you know, helping one another with COVID and learning about it, as we've done the last few years, but, but slowly. And... Um, and the same with dealing with trauma for groups of people, and um, and as it you know, and Europeans too have had trauma. I mean, most of them came here running from the traumas of Europe, whether it was a famine in Ireland and the oppression of 400 years under the British Empire or whatever it was. You know, every every tribe has its its pain, and of course, the first reaction like Hafi said we want to get out of town you know we don't want to think about it mm -hmm. and so many Europeans have covered up their histories and 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 then it comes home to roost you know we have to because we really can't understand the suffering of black people or of indigenous people or, or Asian people if mm -hmm. uh, if we don't recognize our own That's because right. there's a, a block mm -hmm. there to recognizing our own pain and the whole issue of compassion mm -hmm. as uh Eckhart says, what happens to another, whether it be a joy or a sorrow, happens to me. That's yeah. a wonderful understanding of compassion. Exactly. And it brings it down to, to everydayness. Mm -hmm. Well, talking about everyday, Matthew, I'd, I'd love to ask you, if you don't mind, this may be a more personal question, um, but with your, you know, all your writings and with this creation, spirituality, how do you personally show up in the moment when you know we heard the news with the the row you know versus way the gun control the war i mean how what is your personal practice or journey or maybe you know you don't have one i don't know but how does those those beliefs those knowings that you have um nurtured all these years how how can you apply it to those moments so we just don't give way to the anger and just you know jump in the boat and we all sink you know <laughs> <laughs> well, um, lately, I, I've had this um, daily meditations with Matthew Foss going, and it's free and people can get on. So I've been writing a lot lately in the daily meditations about the Supreme Court decision, for example, and, mm -hmm. um, and other things. And, and I talk about praying the news, not just watching the news. Tell and to pray the news is to go deep and ask, you know, the via negativa question, where is the suffering? What can we do about it? And but also I, I tell people it's important to think of yourself as a camel, uh, <laughs> because a camel finds a watering hole and fills up and then carries the water with with it across the desert. See, mm -hmm. So I think we have to do that in times of desertness. <laughs> yes. Or, times of the darkness of the soul we have to having watering holes which is what the mist is called the via positiva that is to take it deeply the joy of life the, yes. the gift that life is the uh, the grace that life is and that nature is and of course the 13.8 billion years that brought us here i mean it's it's an incredible miracle and like you talked in the introduction about uh the goodness you know Thomas, I talk about original blessing, Thomas, mm -hmm. and I got condemned for it, but Thomas Aquinas, 13th century, who's a doctor of the church, talks about original goodness. That's his phrase. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what blessing means. So 
that just shows how ignorant some folks can be uh, that they don't even recognize that original blessing. Go back to chapter one of Genesis. The first page of our Bible <laughs> doesn't say a word about sin and evil. Not a word. It go, It's a cosmology. It goes through the, the uh, naming of creation steps, such mm -hmm. as the sun and the moon and the earth and the plants and the mm -hmm. animals. And then at the end come the humans. And every time he said, this is good, this is good, this is good, which could also be translated from the Hebrew as beautiful. Oh, these mm -hmm. are beautiful. These are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Then the humans come and everything together is very good and very beautiful. That's the yes. where we begin. You don't begin yes. because sin is a human thing. So to begin yeah. with sin leaves out 13.8 billion years of God's talking to us oh by way of creation. <laughs> Yes. Every creature is a word of God and a book about God, says Meister Eckhart. And that's where you get filled up. That's where the camel gets filled up. No matter what crazy folly humans are doing now or tomorrow, the bigger picture is that creation itself is good and beautiful and amazing and fills us with awe and gratitude. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and that's where, where we have to fill up to keep going on the on the journey that is not always easy and um and we don't know how it's going to end and that's okay too it mm -hmm. is that purifies our intentions you mm -hmm. do the best you can like my striker says you do justice for the sake of justice yes and you do yes. love for the sake of love yeah. it's not about some kind of um uh what can i say end result end result exactly thank yeah. you exactly you know, Matthew, Matthew Fox, everyone, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to our friend Matthew Fox here in your book, um, The Essential Writings on Creation Spirituality, you talk about it, the fourth path, path of a paradigm shift. And we're having a paradigm shift because I remember growing up, I was told that I was abomination for being gay. I was told that I was in um, original sin. We we're born in original sin, which we needed Christ's blood to um, save us. And the path of a paradigm shift was when I began, when I got into new thought, when I started to have a new thought around who I am. So I really think that's an essential part of what you're talking about, this four paths of the paradigm shift. Can you explain a little bit more about that and how can we release all this? I'm going to say it's a lie that I accepted as myself. Yes, uh, uh, that is the, the shift from what I call fall redemption religion to creation spirituality. Let's begin with creation and not the fall. Mm. And, and of course, Jews who gave us a story of Adam and Eve, they don't believe in original sin. No Jew believes in original Jesus never heard of original sin. <laughs> original sin was invented in the fourth century, the fourth century wow. by Augustine. Mm. And what else happened in the fourth century? The empire, the Christianity took over the empire. So maybe, just maybe there's a connection. <laughs> Between playing a good empire, an efficient empire, and teaching children that they are original sinners. Maybe there's a wow. So, and of course, as you say, it's also used as a bludgeon if you're gay, but it's used as a bludgeon if you're a woman. It's used as a bludgeon if you're a person of color. I mean, because it's never really been defined. It's this foggy thing. And um, therefore, we can internalize it, especially as children around mm -hmm. anything that makes us different from others. So it's a very dangerous yes. teaching, um, psychologically, sociologically, and uh, theologically. 
And it's just not accurate. You know, Ellie Weissel says not only is original sin not in our Bible, but he says it's alien to Jewish thinking. That's a very strong statement. That means it's alien to Jesus thinking. So I do think a lot of Christianity took a detour beginning in the fourth century down a rabbit hole that is not uh, is not going to serve uh, our species well and, and hasn't done very good at that either. So about the four paths. Yeah, so they name, I alluded to them, the via positiva. The first path is the experience of joy and delight and wonder, awe and gratitude and reverence just at creation itself. And you may experience this in friendship. You may experience it in lovemaking. You may experience it in, in, uh, with your animals in your life or with trees, rivers, nature. I mean, there's all this. And this is the wisdom tradition of Israel, which scholars agree was the tradition of historical Jesus, that, that finding God in nature, which is what Jesus did, obviously, because it's, it's in all of his parables, the lessons he learned from nature. And many scholars say that Jesus was considered illegitimate in his village. And so when it came synagogue time, uh, the Sabbath, he wasn't allowed in the synagogue. So he went out into nature to pray while everyone else was was in the synagogue praying. So that's the via positiva, the experience of awe. Mm -hmm. And then um, this negativa, we've talked about the suffering that one goes through with COVID and all the rest and wars and mm -hmm. all the rest, but also silence is part of via negativa. And this is very Buddhist, but it's also very Christian. My Sharkar says nothing in all creation is so like God as silence. So be still and learn that I am God. So that contemplative dimension um, is, is part of the via negativa too. And of course, it's a very positive thing that in the silence is when the deeper connection is made between ourselves and spirit, ourselves and divinity. But next comes the via creativa, creativity. Because out of the emptying of the via negativa, well, we're, whether we're emptied by silence um, and contemplation or by suffering, and all, the, the letting go happens at both instants. Meister Eckhart mm -hmm. says, the soul grows by subtraction, not by addition. And But after the subtraction comes a flood. Check it out. A flood of creativity. Eckhart says, I once had a dream, even though a man, I dreamt I was pregnant, pregnant with nothingness. And out of this nothingness, God was born. So this is what we can be promised in times of the dark night of the soul, which is via negativa time, that out of this, there can come a whole new birth of consciousness and awareness mm -hmm. and presence. And of course, mm -hmm. in our work of creativity, the spirit is with us. Uh, and then comes the fourth path to via transformativa, because our creativity is so strong and so godlike that it can also be demonic. I mean, the making of nuclear weapons or the starting of a war in Ukraine, I mean, or the making of, of, um, of concentration camps or gas ovens. I mean, humanity's imagination can mm -hmm. go at anywhere. Mm -hmm. It can be beautiful things and wonderful things that serve, and it can be destructive things that destroy. And so we need the path, fourth path, which is about justice and compassion, to steer our energy of creativity to steer mm. the energy into obviously ways of, of uh, helping one another and um, of building a future for, for our children. And so um, those are the four paths. And I, 
I've been teaching them, living with them for 45, 50 years, and I've just seen so many people light up. And yeah. um, and it speaks to to our deep journeys and, um, and to understanding one another. Because, um, you know, in a household, one day someone could be in the via positiva as elated and bouncing around, another is in the via negativa. You know, you know it, it, it kind of allows for diversity uh, yes. of moods and of swings to happen. But, mm. but it is profound. What, I'll give you one concrete example. I had a student um, and he went through our program, learned the four paths and other things. Then he, he went and got a doctor in University of Kansas in English literature and did his, his doctoral thesis on Walt Whitman using the four paths. And he got a summa cum laude because his board who read his thesis said, there's never been an interpretation of, of Walt Whitman that made sense. But he didn't say he's, he's Buddhist, he's this, he's that, he has this in him. But he, they said the four paths that you present, they bring all the richness of, of uh, Walt Whitman alive. And we had classes, I, I, we had classes, a musician would teach um, classical musicians like Gustav Mahler or Mozart or Beethoven so as spiritual directors using the four paths and taking the students through their, their music, showing the, the via positiva is here, the via negativa is, is in this music. And here's the via transformativa. And here's um, Mahler talking about panentheism in, the, in, the, in his third symphony and so forth. So um, it's just a marvelous way to, to communicate with one another about things that matter, like our spiritual journeys. Yeah. You know, Matthew, that is a perfect segue into our segment where we get to listen to some incredible music by one of our co-hosts. And oh. I think this is an incredible song to really lay it into. You picked right, Faith. It's God Is. Now, tell us a little bit about God Is, Faith. It is a song that I'm still trying to live more into. I, those four paths that really spoke to me is the idea that source, life, <laughs> that you can love it at, at every turn in every aspect if you're willing to to look in that way so this is god is let's listen where i am god is where i stand god is standing strong where i'm God is breathing life in and out and through me as me where I sing God is where I dance joy
Welcome back to Voices of Unity. Um, you know, Faith, I really try not to cry this show, but that song <laughs> just, that really humbled me. Every time I hear it, it's just a reminder of the truth. Gorgeous. Wow, I just, I'm blown away. And it might be because of our guest today, Matthew Fox, but that just floored me just now. So thank you for giving me the man cry, the little man tear that goes <laughs> Well, well, I you know, and Matthew, when you were just talking about like what I heard, I'm called the unicorn of the group, you know, that what I heard, what you were saying is really the answer is, it's it's right there for us in every moment is falling in love with what's here with the God, whatever you want to call it, the source that's present. So that song got even richer for me (laughs) through speaking with with you. So, yeah. Did you sing that? Yeah. Or write that song? Yeah, hey. yeah. Oh, yeah, really? That's one of my most. Yeah. That's a beautiful song. I loved it. I loved it. It's one of our, our show favorites. We play that quite a bit on this show. Oh, we really? love it so much. So. Oh. Well, it fit perfectly with what, uh, with the four paths. I love it. Like I say, God is the work. Yes. That. Our work, our singing, our dancing. You know what? My striker says, wherever I am, God is. Yeah. And yes. So, I mean, it just fits. But the see, you're a mystic. And, uh, and you're in tune, you're in tune literally with these other uh, great mystics and these are messages people have to hear these days. Well, well don't you feel like, I, I feel like when, when I create something like that, I don't even know that I can say I created it, something moved through me, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know that I fully understand. Oh, no, I didn't understand it then when I wrote it. And I, you know, I'm still understanding it now. Do you know what I mean? Like where we grow into. Of course. Yeah, those- that's why I, in my, my book called Creativity, the subtitle is Creativity Where God and Human Meet, where mm. and Spirit and Human Meet. And 
what we do this creative is always bigger than us and it surprises us and that's why it delights us and and you look at it and say wow something beautiful came through and you don't take all credit for it after all <laughs> the image i have of creativity the creative experience is being on a raft going down our, our rapids without oars <laughs> you're uh, just along for the ride and that's why when you're being creative you don't look at your watch it's, there's something much bigger happening than time it puts you in another state and mm-hmm. uh and that spirit at work there's a wonderful sermon by my Strackart that's based on a, a psalm a uh, sentence in the psalm, psalm that says um, uh, get, um, spirit is a rushing river so mm-hmm. that's where I get that image of, of being carried along yes. uh, down a, a rushing river and that is spirit and uh, mm. I love it so yes I, I loved reading about your four pet and especially the via creativa because um mm. faith uh, all, all three of us here are, are artists i'm i work in the theater primarily i'm working oh. on a production of macbeth right now so um oh. all the uh the light Lighter and darkness dance. and yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, just to add to your darkness <laughs> right, hey. right. That's a, so i'm kind of you know <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I'm, you know, I'm trying to uh, kind of find a way to um, square some of my own spiritual leanings and understandings with kind of the deep, I don't know, humanistic mysticism, if that's even a phrase that Shakespeare seems to have in a lot of his work. Uh, but but earlier you were talking about um, uh you know meditation and that there's this kind of um dialogue between some of your work and something that and and elements that people might think of as more eastern um now this is this is more of a personal question but um i you know growing up i grew up in the christian church church of christ in the south very young and so this idea of um things happen in the world because of cause and effect cause being I sinned and the effect being I'm going to be punished (laughs) and so um when I as I got older I started to explore different paths and I found my way to Hinduism and and Buddhism and things like that and those practices were able to open up the world to me in a different way um I'm now in a process of putting things back together and so the, the 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 personal thing I wanted to talk to you about because you've written about it so extensively is that I um, one of the things that I haven't yet been able to quite recover in the same way is prayer. This idea of meditating uh, and 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 finding that silence has been transformative and literally life saving to me. Um, but I miss having those conversations in bed with God that I used to have when mm-hmm. I was young, that was almost like talking to my best friend. Um, uh, and I haven't found a way to uh, quite get back to that same relationship since having kind of a, uh, my horizons expanded. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you can talk about that a little bit. Sure. Well, first of all, I commend you on your journey. I think it's wonderful <laughs> you've, you've um, set out into the deep like that and found other traditions to nurture you and to um, encourage you to, to look more deeply at your own tradition as well. So that's a, that's a wonderful story because too many people freeze 
with their child version of religion and prayer and God. And it's a pity because they don't really grow up spiritually. Um, as Paul said, you know, when I was a child, I thought as a child, but now that I'm a man, there's a different spiritual um, thing going on here. So I'll tell you, the very first book I wrote with an unlikely title at the time of Unbecoming a Musical Mystical Bear, Spirituality American Style, the whole book is about one question, what is prayer? And I, I go through a lot of things and um, I conclude that my final definition of prayer is a radical response to life. The radical being yes, of course the word radical is from the word re root, it's no scarier than a radish, radish, radical root, it's about root. So there are two roots in life, our yes and our no. And, and yes is the mystic in us, and, and William James says that uh, mysticism is a yes faculty. It's, and of course, that's a via positiva. But the no is the prophet in us. The yes is a mystic, the no is a prophet. The, the mystic in us is a lover. And so love is about saying yes. And uh, the prophet in us is a warrior defending what we cherish. And that's, of course, via transformativa. So I, I still go with that definition because we need a big definition, not a narrow definition of what prayer is because we're big. <laughs> we're adults now. And, and so under that general category, there are, there are many versions of ways to pray. Meditation is one way and Lexio Divina and silence is one way, but also like um, Faith is just singing about Work is, is a prayer too. Work is a our via transformativa, is putting our values into the world as artists, like you all are, or, or as a carpenter, or as a politician, or a nurse, or anything else. Uh, we, uh, we can easily underestimate the spiritual dimension to work. It's so important to realize that we bring our inner work into our outer work. So there are many ways you're praying, and one prays besides talking to God. Now, talking to God is a one way to pray, but um, it's not, um, you know, Paul says pray continuously. Well, you'd be a little crazy if you were talking to God 24 hours a day, and especially at work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, you know, we have to be careful not to be overly literal about that. So we do outgrow uh, our ways of prayer. And you know, don't fall into nostalgia. Be grateful that it worked for you at such and such a time and place. But now uh, bring in your, your acting with Macbeth. That is your prayer, being the best actor you can be. And to bring forward the genius, and this, including the spiritual genius of Shakespeare, uh, which is, and ask yourself, you know, what are you bringing into the world by taking on Macbeth at this dark time of history, you know. Well, you know, to remind people, you know, that, hey, life isn't a picnic. And uh, we have to be strong and we have to make smart decisions, etc. So um, don't get hung up on, on you're missing this thing, you're missing that thing from your childhood. It may come back in another fashion. Write a poem about it or do a dance about it or something. And, um, you know, and give it, Give it um, uh, praise for having worked for you at a certain time in your life. But um, 
it, it may not be where spirit wants you at this time. Um, and yet don't, don't count it out either. So um, really broaden your, your understanding of prayer, but be ask yourself, it's, some, it's the depth in you. It's your yes and it's your no. And, um, uh, you know, very often, even as it does, we turn to talking to God again when we're grateful or when we're in trouble, <laughs> when, when, when we need help. And you don't have to, you know, be um, apologetic about that. But be grateful that you've learned other ways to pray from other cultures and other religions. And by the way, I've been talking a lot about Eckhart, but I don't feel my, my most recent book on Eckhart is totally ecumenical. I put him in a room in one chapter with Rabbi Heschel. Another with Kumar Swami, the Hindu. You mentioned Hinduism. Another with Thich Nhat Hanh, the Buddhist. And Eckhart is just uncanny. I put him in a room with Black Elk because he's shamanistic and indigenous in his consciousness too. I don't know anyone, living or dead, who, who Buddhists and Sufis, Sufis call Eckhart a Sufi. And Buddhists recognize the Buddhism in Eckhart. And... Um, Hindus, Kumar Swami said, he said, reading Eckhart is like reading the Upanishads. Well, that's the greatest compliment a Hindu could ever yes. speak. And he said, reading Eckhart is like it was translated from Sanskrit or something. He says, that's what it sounds to me. <laughs> wow. By the way, uh, Kumar Swami knew 36 languages. <laughs> Imagine that. 36 languages he was fluent in. So anyway, you know, You've been invited into this world of, of um, what I call deep ecumenism, drawing wisdom from various traditions. And of course, you want to go back to Christianity and, and dig deeper. And, and that's why you want the mystics, to, because they will speak to the deeper self. And um, so don't, you know, even Teresa Vabla says, you know, in the seven rooms she talks about that the soul has, the fourth room is when you give up talking at all. <laughs> that's the, the middle. And of course, that's the heart chakra, if you think of the seven chakras, too. But so giving up talking is maturing in prayer. And um, so you don't don't apologize for that. No, don't be nostalgic. Um, learning to pray in silence um, is uh, is is usually a deeper way of prayer. That's why it's the fourth room, not the the third or the second or the first room. That is so powerful, Matthew. That yes. is really powerful. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I, I was going to say that I'm, I was right in the same boat as Chad growing up Catholic, you know, and so I really, um, you know, appreciate those words you shared. But I, I, I remember feeling that way, Chad, because Jesus was my guy. And, you know, I would have this thing, this face that I could, you know, put my love on. And with the way you shared again, Matthew, at the beginning about falling in love with creation, that's where I've been leaning towards, Chad, recently is, you know, and sometimes it goes too far, you know, like I, I have to like bless the bug before I kill it. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, that that's a silly way to share it, but meaning, you know, when but, I can, 
Yeah, they, stop I, being No, no, but Faith, I got to ask you, was your Jesus oh. black or was he white? Did you have a white blonde Jesus or did you have a black with well, black I was Jesus? at Sacred Hearts Academy, so it was all the pictures at church. Of course, he was, fair, he was fair-skinned. He was not a brother in that way. He was a brother. Oh, I, I love it. I love it when Jennifer Lewis says, oh, pr praise black Jesus. Praise black Jesus. Because sometimes we got to just bring it back home. You I know. know. I, I know. So, okay, so I got, I got one more question. I got one more question for you, man. Well, we have many questions, but for, for time's sake, <laughs> right, I got right. the one question. Yeah, we do have to watch time, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the dark night of the soul, this pandemic, you know, and relating it with the via, what, via negativa, right? It made me think of, we are in the clearing the canvas stage, which, you know, I guess I'm trying to romanticize it, but we're clearing the canvas and being the, you know, unicorn of the group. We're always looking for, for what I, what is the blessing here is, I, I think it's undeniable that even through the, the pain and the suffering of the pandemic, so much creativity came from it. This show became because of it, my friendship, and brotherhood with skip started because of it and i know businesses and projects were launched out of that pain you know came the i guess the creativa creativa part so my question to you is um if you could be a unicorn for a second <laughs> um can you really paint that world paint that world of the trans transformativa if i'm saying that right um, what are the thoughts we're thinking? How does life look different when we are on hopefully the other side of this, when we have not only survived, but we are thriving? Can you paint that world for us? <laughs> well, I think that's uh, spoken like a, like a real artist. Uh, <laughs> as this is what artists do, don't we? We, we, um, yes. we take imagination seriously. And um, this yes. is what the prophets did, you know, um, Walter Brueggemann, a good Hebrew Bible scholar, uh, said a, wrote a good book called The Prophetic Imagination. He says, that's what prophets are. They are artists who are imagining a better world. Mm -hmm. King imagined a better world. Thurman imagined a better world. Gandhi imagined a better world. Mm -hmm. So did Jesus. That's what it means to bring the kingdom. Matthew, it's you now. Out. It's What's you that? now. It's you now. You said all those names. So what is Matthew oh. dreaming? What is that next world? Right. Well, obviously, it's going to have something to do with healing between ethnic groups and races and between generations. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one thing we're really suffering from, I think, is lack of elders, uh, old people who don't realize that they have a whole new vocation, and that is to be an elder. And to yes. be an elder means to serve the youngest generation. Yes. To link up with the younger ones in a deep way and um, and maybe get off the golf course a little or quit playing the stock market and do something a little more serious in your last years about sharing wisdom with the young. And it flows both ways that the young should be invited to share their wisdom with the old. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the future will be a, a, a balance of genders where, mm -hmm. I mean, patriarchy is look at it. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> It's so violent. It's the reptilian brain out of control. And look at Putin. Look at Trump. I mean, they're pitiful versions of, of masculinity. So we have to do two things. One is to honor women. And uh, in the best sense of that, that they be truly equal citizens. Mm -hmm. But secondly, we have to shake up our versions of masculinity. And we have to um, redefine what it means to be masculine. 
And we have plenty of examples, and I've written a book on this, and with the, the great archetypes like the green man or the blue man or the spiritual warrior or the hunter-gatherer or Father Sky. All these are archetypes that are older than any of our religions that can lift us up and give examples of good, good masculinity. But also the very but virtue, the very word virtue, Hildegard of Bingen talks about this. The word vir, V-I-R, and the word virtue means man. It means male. So real manliness is not about beating up on other people or getting your way all the time or being number one, which is the reptilian brain uh, uh, obsession. Rather, real manliness is about developing virtues like courage and like generosity and like compassion and like forgiveness. And, and that's what masculinity is. And so if we can redefine the masculine to move it from patriarchy's uh, immoral version to um, a healthy masculinity, while we're also um, uh, welcoming the divine feminine and women in their fullness. And of course, a masculine does not apply just to men. It applies to women, the healthy masculine. There are plenty of women walking around with the unhealthy masculine inside of them because our culture has dictated that. That's what patriarchy does. An example would be education. You know, if education is just about a pursuit for knowledge, that's patriarchy. If wisdom is part of it, that includes yeah. the heart and that includes the whole picture and that includes relationship and, and art and creativity, if wisdom is part of education, then we have brought gender balance into education. And, and one reason we're in the trouble we're in as a species is that for centuries, our educational system has been exclusively about knowledge and therefore exclusively uh, serving patriarchy and its version of work and economics and politics and all and everything that's showing so ugly at this time. So, um, so that's how I see the future, that um, I would like to paint it as a place where, where um, the sacred masculine and the, and the divine feminine are in union in all of us, boys and girls alike, mm -hmm. and, uh, and in our institutions. Yes. And that would be a tremendous change right there. But, um, and also generations getting together, honoring one another, um, and, and living up to that that respect and um there's just so many ways that we can be imagining a better future and working for it and hey we've got to and of course our relationship to other beings other animals other creatures uh this is a big part of the our survival of our species that we learn to learn from other creatures <laughs> and, and matthew too you know what i love about your new book essential writings on creation and spirituality, spirituality, creation and spirituality, you invite us to go back to the basics. And instead of the three R's, you're saying the 10 C's, which I'm, 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 yes, this is it. And this is how we can usher in this new time and this new experience that Faith is talking about, the 10 C's of education. You know, you talk about compassion, creativity, and, and cosmology, all that is like, yay i'm like let's do it why aren't we doing more of this and i feel that we've been distracted with fame and fortune and going after mine and getting you know getting ours and if we can just go back to those 10 c's you invite us to do an education your new book we're going to ship this planet yes. oh 
Well, thank you. Um, I, I appreciate that because that was based on an experiment. It wasn't just uh, armchair philosophy where <laughs> I um, signed up with uh, inner city high schools for a couple of years to see if we couldn't do education better because I was, I was living in Oakland. 64% of black boys in America at that time were not graduating from high school. Mm -hmm. And I asked myself, are these kids dumb or is education dumb? <laughs> and so I said, I'm going to try it out. So I created those 10 C's because it's a public high school. You can't talk about religion and such, but we, we must talk about values for a change. Mm -hmm. And so, and the kids, they just let, we had them making movies and, um, wow. and, and doing rap and poetry. But they had to, if they made a movie, they do about whatever they want, but they had to bring in one of the C, one or two of the C's because those are the value system. Like you said, ecology, cosmology, chaos. These kids had PhDs mm -hmm. in chaos, I'll tell you that. Creativity, <laughs> community, <laughs> compassion, critical thinking, right. courage. I mean, all these things. It's just a wonderful way. And the kids loved it. They would argue back and forth about what this means and all that. We had a reunion and, and there are about 25 there. And they were arguing still about the 10 C's. So they had memorized them. They had, they had <laughs> taken them in, you know, and it made a difference. They, you know, one difference it made at the end of the two-year experiment, 100% will understand school. And why? Because they experienced the joy of learning. That's what creativity yeah. does. You know that. There's joy in giving birth. Right. And, and so school was a different experience for them. One kid I ran into 10 years after he was a freshman in our school, he said, that one class was the most positive experience he ever had in school in his entire life. It changed him. And he did this marvelous movie on, and he, he took the value of cosmology, ecology. He did this movie. He, he was into, um, into um, muscle cars. And he did a movie on, with a help from his uncle, who was a mechanic, on how to convert a regular car to a vegetarian diet. You see, wow. from gasoline <laughs> to vegetarian. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and then he the, he ends the movie with a race between a gasoline-driven car and his uh, car, a vegetarian car, and you can yeah. guess which car won the race. So that oh was his God. movie. It was just wow. amazing. He was only a freshman; he was 14 years old. It was just stunning. Wow. There That's were three amazing. kids who were gay. And uh, they were 14 and 15, and they did a movie where they went through the streets of Oakland and we just went up to the strangers and said, we're gay. What do you think of that? And <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was just amazing. It yeah. was so amazing. And they were just, uh, wow. they just grew up in the process. And oh, at the end of the semester, we, I called in 150 adults to come and see their movies. And each kid wow. would get up and explain the movie, show it, and then take questions. And after that night, one guy came up to me in his 60s, a former minister, and he said to me, Matt, I'm so moved, I can't talk. I'll call you in 48 hours. <laughs> and that was my experience teaching these in, inner city kids, that there's so much wisdom inside, so much beauty inside, but that's yes. not what education is, is about. And it's about stuffing adult questions and looking for adult answers uh -huh. instead of bringing out what's already there. Yeah. A means to bring out. Matthew, anyway. this world would be a, a, such a better place if 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 we all learned in that way. And we do something because we're at the end of the show. And I know, Chad, I'm going to throw it to you. But we're now at a place where we call our SSP, Matthew. It's oh, called God. 
sexy spiritual pebbles and what sexy spiritual pebbles are it's our takeaway from this show and it's our mic drop moment that we like to leave our listeners with and i'm going to give it to chad first and faith i'll do mine and then matthew i got to get an ssp from you my brother because you are just so deep so chad what is your what is your ssp for today brother I got four pebbles and those are the four oh, paths. Yes, right? <laughs> those, I, 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 you know, I, as we were kind of talking about before, um, you know, you get older, you go on your path and you're doing things, but kind of rediscovering your work uh, has, and it's particularly the four paths, you know, you have these moments where your worldview gets shifted again. And I feel like encountering and diving into these four paths allows is allowing me to take in the world that God is that life is so we can take on the COVID we can take on the celebration we can take on the the Shakespeare and we can take on the transformation all is divine so that's my SSP for today that's deep my brother that's so deep (laughs) all right sister Faith Faith Rivera what's your SSP for today sis Oh, I'm I'm taking it from Matthew in the beginning. I don't know how you worded it, but what I'm coming <laughs> what I'm coming away with is fall in love deeply. Period. I mean, if, mm. I, if I could just fall in love deeply with this moment, with the people I'm with, with the earth, you know, and make those choices based on that love from the grocery store to my children to myself, that that changes everything. So my, my sexy SSP is that, to fall in love deeply. That's my job. Now, is that your job? Yeah. Uh, we, talk, we talked to me because I'm okay. going to give it to Matthew. I'm going I'm to throw something in the mix that we have not talked about, Matthew, um, but it is an SSP for me because you kind of mentioned it, but the order of sacred earth mm-hmm. and being able to take care of our planet for me is like, I really need to up my game on being more conscious. Now I'm the person in Florida that carries my bags into the grocery store. And when I did that the first time, the woman who was checking out said, well, you know, we have plastic bags here. And I said, yeah, I know. And it, <laughs> so, but then when you get around people who are not doing it, cause in California, oh, we were no. like on it, we were taking care of the planet. You come to Florida and it's like, yeah, I'm going to up my sacred order of the earth i'm going to join the order of the earth because i got to get into this because we need to take care of our planet we got to take care of this planet and i love the work that you're doing i'm sorry we didn't get a chance to talk about it but that is my ssp today i'm up in my game to take care of the planet mm-hmm. great i'm glad to hear that we we meet every t- the last tuesday of every month uh we have a gathering on zoom uh, for the Order of the Sacred Earth. We just met last night, in fact. So you're very okay. welcome. You just uh, look that up on the webpage. Okay. Can we share about it? Can we link to it like everyone's invited? Yeah, we'll put it into the description. Okay. We'll click it in there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm joining too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Chat. Chat. Oh, yeah. Chat, oh, yeah. Chat, you know. Chat. Chat. <laughs> chat no need chat, to pressure me. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I've got my badge and my stamp already. I'm excited. <laughs> Matthew, what is your sexy spiritual pebble for today? Well, um, first, I just want to pick up on faith for just a second and say um, I talk about a new commandment, which is to fall in love with at least three times a day. Fall in love at least three times a day. Oh, and wow. And this is not meant to be a threat to your current relationships, 
But um, remember, you have to de-anthropocentrize falling in love. You can fall in love with the wildflowers, yes. with trees, yes. with rocks, with galaxies, with yes. planets. So, you know, and with music and poetry. So that that's one way of translating what you were talking about in something concrete. And speaking of threes and falling in love, my pebble uh, or sexy response is to meet the three of you, this new trinity of faith, <laughs> Chad and Skip. I enjoy your, your program very much. I enjoy your open-heartedness and your laughter and your seriousness behind it all and your artistry. So I'm glad you have a program like this and I hope you're meeting uh, millions of, of hearts with it and minds because people are hungry today. They're hungry yes. For, yes. for something deeper than the everyday news. So everyday spirituality seems like a, a yeah. wonderful mm. medicine and alternative. So thank Matthew you. Matthew Fox, you are such a inspiration and light to all of us and to the world. Thank you so much for what you do. And where can our listeners look you up? What is your website? Oh, uh, MatthewFox.org okay. or Daily Meditation. With the daily meditations with matthewfox.org. We're going to put that in the link. Um, Faith sure. does our descriptions, so we'll make sure we get everything linked up where our listeners can connect with you. And um, Chad, what are you doing in New York? Are you doing a play in New York, or what are you doing? Yes, we're doing uh, the tragedy of Macbeth at Shake on the Lake. We are uh, we open on uh, too soon. I don't even know the date because it's too quick. <laughs> but you have your lines memorized. Yeah, yeah. To towards the end of the month, we are going to we tour all over Western New York, Rochester, uh, all the way from uh, Rochester to. A town as small as Pavilion, New York, um, and that goes through the end of July. And where can they find out information about that, Chad? Yes, you can find out information shakeonthelake.org. Shakeonthelake.org. Shakeonthelake, I love it. Sister Faith, are you singing anywhere this week? Are you, what are well, you doing? I know you're doing the Posse Fest and all that too. Yes, well, I'm sorry. Can I do something else? I have a small favor from Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, uh -oh. I want you to come to Hawaii and do a cosmic, wait, mass, or where do you do? I want to experience it once in oh. my life. I'm in Hawaii. Don't you think we need oh. one in Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you do. I'll Maybe sign up for that one too. Our, our last <laughs> ones were, was in Toronto for the uh, World Parliament of Religions before oh. COVID, just before COVID. And it yeah. was really exciting. And so we're going to do one at the Parliament of Religions next year in Chicago. In Chicago, um, yeah. okay. And we we'll both see. spoken at that. We both have spoken on that last year when it was virtual. Myself, oh. Faith, oh, we did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it was we virtual. actually did one virtually too last year, but it, yeah. you know, it wasn't as good as dancing. <laughs> well, but count me in. Really, I'm a big fan of that. And you know, oh, and for really. me, Skip, yeah, I, I have no. Um, do I have any dates right now? I don't have any coming this week. Yeah, but I'm just looking forward to the yeah the the Empower Music Festival again in September. Uh, folks want to join me, join me there, and you know they can find all my videos online. You know me, Faith Rivera. Dot. And we'll we'll put that in the description <laughs> as well for yes. the um, Empowerment Music, so yes. people can go and and have a good time. And your yes. Faith Rivera Music dot com or dot org. Just Faith Rivera dot com. Yeah. Okay. 
Love yeah, that. yeah. Love that. Yeah, well, you can see me and you can catch me live in person or online every Sunday morning at 1030 at the Center for Spiritual Living here in Fort Lauderdale. We also have our website, which is CSLFTL.org. And on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I am at Rev Skip Jennings. And um, yeah, you can follow all of us on a hey, chat. Is our Instagram yes. up yet? Our Instagram's it is up. up. It is up and live and ready. What is yes. our Instagram page? It's Voices of Unity. Now there's there's one that has like a you know the 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 underscores, but with, and of course Voices of Unity was you know gone. So it's Voices. You're gonna love this, Skip. Voices <laughs> dot of dot Unity. <laughs> but if you just find that's the official one but if you just type in it. voices of unity okay. you'll see our logo and you can follow us so follow us on instagram and on facebook we have a group that you can join and get some more information about the three of us so i am so grateful that we've had this matthew thank you so much for being with us faith chad you are my brothers and sisters my family and so grateful so y'all we are out of here until next time god bless everyone peace and blessings aloha Subscribe, like, and share. Spread the love. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.